The Lord be with you. And with A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus made a tour through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing all kinds of diseases and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he felt sorry for them, because they were harassed and dejected, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. He summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits with power to cast them out and to cure all kinds of diseases and sickness. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them as follows, Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. You receive without charge, give without charge. The Gospel of the Lord. The rebellion of our first parents resulted in their being cast out of paradise and as a consequence we who were destined to be in paradise were cast out with them. The gifts which God had given to our parents, the gifts of integrity, that is, first and foremost, clearness of intellect. Secondly, the will to do that which we wish, that is, the good for which we were created. Thirdly, the control over our senses and over our body. And of course, we must not forget the gift of God's own life in our souls. These and other things, the preternatural gifts we lost. And so we were cast out into the world, a world that is angry with us. That is, we would have to struggle with the soil to get our daily bread. And God saw us in this condition, perishing. But even as he punished our first parents by casting them out of the garden, he promised them a redeemer. The offense against God is necessarily infinite. A finite act, indeed it is. But its effect is infinite because of whom we have rebelled. 
we have rebelled against an infinite God. It was not possible for a creature to repair such a damage and so God himself put on our humanity, taking flesh in the womb of the Virgin, so that he might make that reparation. So God himself would pay the debt of our offense. And because he is God and infinite in all his perfections, using the instrumentality of our bodies, he was able to make a reparation of infinite value for the infinite offense that had been committed. How would he do this in his human body? He would give us an example and more than that, he would instruct us so that our intellects might once more receive the light for which it had been created. He would give us his sacraments by which our wills would be strengthened. He would give us a promise by which we would make the necessary effort to control our senses. And he would promise at the end of it, not paradise, but heaven itself. And so, as we heard in St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus made a tour through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues. This is the first thing that he does. He goes through not just the cities, but even the towns and the little villages, places we would call backwater. These were not exempt from his presence. And he was teaching, constantly teaching, so that we might understand what it is that God requires of us. He was also proclaiming or preaching the good news of the kingdom. What is this good news? Namely, the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus. And in him we place our faith, our hope, our trust. Because there is no other way in which we can go to the Father except through him. And then to confirm the truth of what he had taught, to give us a secure hope that the promises would be fulfilled, he cured all kinds of diseases and sickness. These were the miracles. The miracles were not random, nor were they arbitrary, but they were specifically to confirm the truth of what he said. And even as he goes, and of course the miracles would attract the multitude, even as he goes, this crowd follows him. And his heart, which is compassionate, he felt sorry for them, or rather for us. Why? Because we're harassed and dejected. Harassed. Because on all sides we are being bothered by things that are outside of our control. Dejected because internally we do not seem able to fulfill that which God requires of us. Consequently, sheep without a shepherd, unkempt, uncared for, lost. But this is the very reason that he came, to call the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And the other flock that he has, the Gentiles. 
Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is rich because there are many souls who are called to salvation. Laborers are few. That is, there are not many whose vision, whose desire is for the future life. They're concerned only with the things of this world, things that necessarily must be left behind. So ask the Lord of the harvest, he says, to send laborers to his harvest. So it's incumbent upon us to ask. The Lord is not looking for numbers. If he were, he would not have chosen just 12. After all, he had a multitude. 5,000 men, for instance, not counting women and children. He could have chosen more than the 12, but no. For his purpose, the 12 were sufficient because the 12 were firmly committed to the cause that he had put before them, namely the kingdom of heaven. Seek ye first the kingdom and all else will be added. That is what he requires of the laborers who are working in the vineyard to seek the kingdom of heaven above all things. And so summoning the twelve, what does he do? He gives them authority. That is the right and the power to do what? Over unclean spirits with power to cast them out. So the Lord shares, gives to his disciples the very authority that he had received from his father as a man because that authority he had always in his own person as a second person of the Blessed Trinity. But as man, he had this authority as well. He gave it to them. And over the enemy and all that he, the enemy had done to deceive us, and specifically to cure all kinds of diseases and sickness. The Lord sent the twelve out with instructions. First of all, they were not to go to the Gentiles nor to the Samaritans. Nope. First and foremost, to the house of Israel. Because to Israel had been given the promise, to Israel was given the first rejection. To Israel, so that they could not say that they had been bypassed. To Israel, because the promise had been given there. And then he said, as you go, do what? Exactly what he himself had been doing. Proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is close at hand, which indeed it is even today. Because the kingdom of heaven is nothing other than the church here on earth. At least the kingdom of heaven in its beginnings is the church here on earth. For in the church we receive exactly those things that Christ himself had made available to the apostles. Namely, to proclaim to cure the sick, for indeed all of us are spiritually sick, to raise the dead, for we have sinned, and therefore in the sacraments, especially baptism and, and um, confession, we are spiritually raised again, to cleanse the lepers, for we have a multitude of sins, and sin itself clings closely to us, so we cleanse of this and cast our devils. 
because the enemy is always close at hand, doing all in his power to lead us astray. And in all of this, he reminds the apostles that they are servants of the kingdom, and therefore they are to work for the kingdom. The price, which the salary, the wage that they receive, is essentially eternal life with the crown. As St. Paul himself said, I've been sent to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach. If I were doing it as a duty, as if I was doing it for, um, for, as a duty, I'd expect payment. But I'm doing it. <coughs> but I'm doing it because it's a charge placed on me, for which I should be punished if I do not do it. Therefore, let us pray that the Lord will indeed send laborers into his vineyard, laborers who are eager and look forward to the kingdom of heaven in all of its fullness. And in all of this, we should not forget also the mother of our blessed Lord, who has been given to us as our own gentle queen and mother. May she intercede for us, pray for us, and guide us to her son, who is the son of righteousness. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.